We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Have you ever wondered why after doing your very best as a parent, your kids often choose to go down the wrong path? <laughs> well, don't be discouraged. God was the perfect parent and had the same problem with his children, Adam and Eve. Listening today as Pastor Rander explains this phenomena in this message, The Temptation and Fall of Man. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Listen, I'd rather sleep in a house that I can afford and go to sleep at night than have more than I can handle and I'm worried about making the payment. It's not about how big the house is and where it is. The, the issue is can you afford it and can you live comfortably in it without worrying about it and, and not take from God to pay the note. The temptation to spend money that you don't have resulting in being so broke you can't even give to the Lord. And some of you can't give to the Lord because you dealers have it all. The, the, the restaurants have it all. The, 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 the cars have it all. You, the, the, huh? Uh, you, everybody else getting it. The golf court have it. The boats out there you're fishing on have it. Huh? Everybody else gets some but God. You're so broke you can't pay your bills. You're going to pass grace. And you, you know, thank you Holy Ghost. When you contractually sign on that line saying you're going to pay and then you don't pay and you still got that item in your house, you've stolen it. You've stolen it. Yes, you have. You've stolen it. If it's in your house and you're not paying on it and they call in your house and you're not answering that phone, it's because you're a thief. The Bible says, oh, no man, anything. Call them, make arrangements, have some integrity, and God will bless you for your faithfulness and integrity. They love it when people want to make arrangements because so few make arrangements. Matter of fact, you surprise them, say, I'm, I'm running behind. I need to make some adjustments. Can, you, can we negotiate something? They will work with you. They don't want that stuff back. Y'all listening to me. They don't want it. They don't want that house back. They believe you me. They don't want that car coming out. They don't want that car back. They'll negotiate any kind of way to keep you in that. They don't want it back. They want new stocks. Have enough integrity to negotiate and say, listen, I'm going to come clean with you, but I need you to work with me. And together we can get this resolved. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Uh, here's another lie. If you take protective measures, you won't get pregnant. You use the pill or if you use the, the condom, you won't get pregnant. Let me say something. Folk get pregnant on pills. That's right. Folk get pregnant using condoms. And schools are passing them out now. 
And some of you are passing them out to your children because you figure, well, since you're going here, this is in case you do it. No, you're telling them to go and have premarital sex and you're accomplice to the sin. Girl, I know you, now you get around your friends, you're not going to hold yourself. Honey, here's some pills. Now, don't do that. You know what, what Reverend Draper said according to the Bible, but, you know, I, I bet, yeah. <laughs> you go on and take this, baby. And then sometimes you encourage an abortion to hide the sin. So you committed premarital sex, sex outside of marriage, that's one sin. Then you kill a baby, that's another sin. And all you're doing is compounding your sin problem. Instead of coming clean before God and say, God, I have sinned. Tell God exactly what you did. I had premarital sex or I, I committed abortion. Whatever you have done, you tell God, God, I ask you, ask you for your mercy, your grace. And I ask you to forgive me. I committed this sin against you and you alone and against that child that was in my womb. And Father, if that was done to me, I wouldn't even be here today. Oh, my mama's here today. Mama! I thank God you didn't abort me because you would have been aborting a gospel preacher. Uh, uh, you hear the lie from the devil. Let's do it. I'm not going to tell anyone. And it's all on the social media. All on the social media. Hitting cameras, putting your business in the streets. Y'all be careful where you, what you're going, what you do now. You know, you got these sneaky peeky cameras. They everywhere. Listen, you being filmed when you don't know you being filmed. And all of a sudden, you all over the world. That's why so many folk commit suicide. They've been found out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 try this. You won't get hooked. You won't get hooked on these drugs, uh, the marijuana. Uh, try this. You won't get hooked. Many gays say, I was born this way. A lie from the pits of hell. Another a saying from, from the devil to people that you believe, if it feels good, it must be okay. You see, my friends, let me tell you this. Y'all listening to me carefully. Eve did not realize who she was talking to because Satan had disguised himself to be a beautiful creature in the form of a snake. She, Eve, was talking to the most cunning, crafty, subtle, corrupt, evil, manipulator one could ever encounter. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Let me tell you something. And some of you, your life is still in, uh, still in recovery. Because you let some man or some woman... Or some coworker into your life. Uh, they got too close to you. Perhaps it was at a party where you met them. Or, listen, it is. Let me just get even fr more frank with you. Perhaps you met the person even in church. Do you not know you can meet the devil in church? Do you not know that everybody in church ain't saved? Now, the church is a good place to hook up, but you still better use some spiritual discernment with, who you, with whom you tie into because the devil comes to church too. As a matter of fact, his attendance is better than yours. He's here when you are not here. He's here when you decide to sleep on, on that pillar because you are who knows where on Saturday night. 
And then when you tied into that rascal or that girl or what that job or that person from the church or that person uh, at the, from the school or the college or wherever you are. And when all has been said and done, you tied into a devil who was crafty and subtle. That person was corrupt. They were manipulating you. And that was the worst person you could have ever encountered to your life. And, and then when they did that worst damage on you, they fled the scene and left you with damaged goods. Damaged goods. And some of you are still in recovery, still, still can't get over your past because of what you've allowed that person to do. And you know what? You gave a permission to do it. You gave them permission to do it. Just like Eve could have told Satan no, you could have told that man no. You could have told that woman no. You could have told that coworker no. You could have told that college person no. You could have told that professor that's trying to flirt with you no. I don't care how many degrees you got. No. I don't care how much money you got. If you're not from the Lord, no. No. I don't care how pretty your lips are. No. I don't care how many biceps you got. Physiology. No. And no means no. Get out of my face. I'm in love with Jesus. Now, all of that was review. It was an augmented version of last week. Now, here's the new insights. I'll go a little bit further and then we'll, we'll stop because y'all can't handle too much. It's amazing how y'all can handle a whole lot of television. You can handle a whole lot of spurs and a whole football is back now. I own hours of it. And then you hear 15, 20 minutes worth of truth and you choking already. Every Christian needs to know that Satan's primary objective is to destroy the kingdom of God. He uses lies, misdirection, and temptation to accomplish this goal today and has done so since the dawn of time. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to teach regarding this issue in this message, The Temptation and Fall of Man. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. How can we resist and have victory over temptation? Are you going to be tempted again? Yes. But the real question we must ask ourselves is how can we resist and have victory over temptation? Temptation. That's the real question we should pose this text. Number one, if you're going to have victory over the devil and all of his de demonic realm and temptation and evil folk, number one, we must first realize that being tempted is not a sin. Being tempted is not a sin. We have not sinned until we yield. Say yield. When we yield and give in to temptation, that's when we've sinned. Even Jesus himself was tempted by Satan, but yet he did not sin. In Matthew chapter four, verses one and three, it says, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Let me tell you something. The devil is real. Some of you have been tempted into believing that there is no devil. 
And you've been duped big time. There is a devil as sure as this bald-headed black preacher is standing before you today. There is a devil and he's real and he's seeking to bring about your demise. He wants to destroy you. He hates you. He is not your friend and he's an enemy to your soul. Yeah, Jesus lived for 33 years. And he was around people and the devil came at him all, all kinds of direction. And yet he resisted. You say, but I ain't God. I know you're not God. But I tell you what, you have Jesus resident in you. You have the Holy Ghost living in you. And if you listen to the Holy Ghost and you let the Holy Spirit be your guide and be your protector. And if you allow him to be Lord of your life. He will help you not to yield to temptation, to, to temptation. And let me tell you something. All of y'all, all of us attempted to lie and do all kinds of things all the way through life. But you know what? You young folk, if you're between, thank you, Holy Ghost. If you're between the ages of 15 and 25, will you stand? Will you just stand? Lord, just let me to do this. Now, all of us in here are subject to yield to temptation. But you know what? I'm going to talk to y'all real good now. Satan wants you really bad right now. You are, listen, you're just getting started with your life. You're making decisions now that's going to affect you 20 years from now. And if you listen to God, you won't be 50 years old regretting what you did at this age now. If you hurry up and make up your mind to follow Jesus... And keep your eyes on Jesus and obey what your parents are saying. Obey what the preacher is saying from the book. Obeying the vacation Bible school teachers. Obeying the Sunday school teachers. Obeying the youth ministry teachers. And you get to hanging on by the word of God and praying in the word of God. Let me tell you something. You will save yourself a whole lot of heartaches and trouble that a whole lot of us wish we had done when we were were your age. Why don't y'all say amen? God has a plan for your life. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You, listen, don't you stoop to drugs. Don't you stoop to being alcoholic. Don't you stoop to rebellion. Don't you stoop to sleeping around because she's pretty. You can't see AIDS. You can't see herpes. Don't stoop to pornography. Stand up and walk straight be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Stand flat-footed for, for God and learn to tell sinners and the devil and evil for, for people, I'm not going there. You don't have to tattoo your body all up. You are pretty and you are beautiful just like you are. You don't have to put tattoos on your tongue and tattoos on your neighbor and tattoos on your private parts. You don't need that stuff down there. God made you beautiful. Be satisfied the way God has made you. Stand up and be a Christian. Let the light of Christ so shine that they can see God all over you. Now be seated. That's just the first point. How can we resist and have victory over temptation? Number two, 
realize that temptation to sin and to do evil is never of God. Realize that temptation to sin and to do evil is never of God. Where is that? It, every, as fast as you can, turn to the book of James, chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. James, chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. The, the Bible says in James, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone to sin. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. You know, you can't say God did this to me. No, no. You did it to yourself because you're carried away by your own lust. God didn't tell you to go in that hotel room. God didn't tell you to have sex in your mama's house when they think you in school and your parents at work. And you mad at God. When you should have been at school learning some math. Huh? The Bible says he does not tempt anyone to sin. Why does God not tempt anyone to sin? There is no sin in God. God says, the word of God says, be holy as I am holy. He's holy. He's righteous. He has, he's high and holy. And God will never stoop to sin. Why would God tempt you to, listen to this, thank you, Holy Ghost. Why would God tempt you to sin when he sent his son to come to the world to save you from sin? He's going to send his own son to save you from sin and then tempt you to sin? God is not in confusion. He's consistent with himself. No. I'm going to tell you something else, too. I would thank you, Holy Ghost. Stop saying the devil made me do it. Oh, God. Oh, y'all, I don't know how long I'm going to be in this passage. Stop saying the devil made you do it. The devil didn't make Eve do nothing. The devil didn't make Eve say, he just put the temptation out there. He smooth talked her. Huh? He's a smooth liar. And, she, and she, she obeyed his voice instead of listening to God and not touching that tree like God told him. The devil made you, no, you did it because you wanted to do it. You did it because you were in the flesh. You did it because you listened to the wrong person. I'm going to tell you why you did it. You did it because you want to do it. That's why you did it. Devil came, that Flip Wilson thing, let that go right on out the window. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. You walking with God. You got peace with God. You being faithful to the word of God. You listening to the spirit of God. Huh? You running with the right company. You'll say no in the face of that devil. And you say in the name of Jesus, you get away from here, devil. I've been, I've been bought with a price. And I'm Jesus's child. And I'm not going to listen to you. So realize that temptation to sin and do evil is, is never of God. Number three, how can we resist and have victory over temptation? Listen, pray 
for strength to resist temptation. Pray for strength to resist temptation. Luke chapter 22, verses 31 through 32. Luke chapter 22, verses 31 through 32. Look what it says. And the, uh, if, you, if you can find it, get there. If you can't, just turn to the table of content. Okay? Uh, and, and the Lord said, the Lord is speaking, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, because, you know, because he, he failed. He said, when you return to me, strengthen your brethren. He said, Simon, he called his name Simon. I will let you know, Satan wants to sift you as wheat. He wants to destroy you. He wants to wipe you out. But I prayed for you. And I'm going to tell you something. Prayer is a restrainer. And, and you ought to tell, listen, mamas and daddies. Listen to me really good. And grandparents and on and on. You need, that's a good thing you need to tell your child. Whatever your child's name is, you tell them Joe, Shirley, Sue, Tom. I'm just making up some name. I see, listen, I see, what you, I see what you're doing. And you think you're fooling me. But you're not fooling me. I've been seeing some tendencies in your life that is not of God. And I love you. And let me tell you something. I was once your age. And, and I, I've, I, listen, I've been where you are. So, and listen, and, you, and those grown children that say, Mama and Daddy, I'm grown. You say, you may be grown, but I'm an old grown. I've been grown. I was grown when you were born. So I got some experience in my grownness. And I see what you're doing. I've been talking to you and uh, I'm seeing some signs and some symptoms that's not of God, boy. But Joe, I want to tell you something. Satan wants to destroy you and I'm not going to sit by and let Satan take my baby. (laughs) I prayed for you, boy. I'm praying for you. And you don't know I'm praying for you. And prayer is keeping you. And my, my, my prayer is that every time you try, God mess it up so badly until it makes you look like a fool. I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you get caught. I'm praying that you get found out. I'm praying that you bottom out. And when you bottom out, I'm not going to bail you out. You're going to feel them consequences so you can learn a lesson so you can stand up and walk right. I prayed for you. Mamas and daddies, the worst thing you can do is stop praying for your child. When they get grown, they no longer on your lap. They on your heart. And just because they're at your house, you're not through. Don't you think? That's, a, that's another lie straight from the devil. Thank you. And time they bottom out, here they come, all dirty and messed up.
And when they come in all dirty and messed up, I told you. No, don't you say that. You make your bed hard, you got to lay in it. Shut up. Talk, don't talk like that. The, the father of the prodigal son, when he looked and saw his son coming, he didn't say, go back, go back to the pig pen. Don't come back here. Now you're broke. Go back. He didn't say that. Let me make up some names. Let me use my sanctified imagination. That looked like Joe. Oh, I see that receding hairline. I know that walk. That's my Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. My baby's coming. Thank you. Thank you. You happy me now. My baby's coming. I imagine he was 65 years old. He forgot about the fact that he was on a cane. He was waiting. And then we got to Joe. Don't tell me a daddy can't kiss his son. You ought to leave your children well kissed. You know, he left, he grabbed him and they sat off balance and all on the ground. My baby's home. Love them. Help them pick up the pieces. Yeah, they were wrong. But you love them right. Help them back up. You may have to let them back in the house. And I know that's not easy all the time. And when they come back, they're not coming back by themselves. Here come all these little ones behind them. Let them all in. Do the best you can. Eat some cornbread and beans and some, some oatmeal and some grits. Get them walking again and help them back out the door. And all God's children said, praise God. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Pastor Randall reminds us that God hates sin and what his word tells us about sin. And because of his goodness, grace, and mercy, God forgives us when we sincerely repent and confess our sins. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.